0: The Digging Deeper Podcast, hosted by constructionpros.com and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today. And in this episode, 4constructionPros.com contributor Sarah Jensen speaks with Tariq Balat, CEO of GPR, about how the company's ground positioning radar technology helps to see underneath the vehicle to gain information about its position, what might be under the material a machine is about to dig, and more, improving safety, but also aiding the transition toward more automated systems and fully autonomous vehicles. Let's dig in with Sarah and Tariq now.
1: So just to sort of start the conversation, if maybe you could provide a little bit of an overview of GPR and the ground positioning radar technology it's been developing?
2: Yeah, of course. You know, I think the simplest way to think about what we're building at GPR is you've used satellites to leverage the skies to to generate information that's really important for vehicles and other applications today. You use cameras and LIDARs and forward-facing radars and sonars and those sorts of things to understand the world around you, what we would call the surface layer. Um, But no one yet has figured out how to leverage subterranean data um, for real-world applications yet. And so GPR is the first company in the world to have invented a way to, at high scale, capture subterranean data uh, and then action it for a bunch of different applications. And so the first application that we're doing uh, is something called positioning or localization um, in the industry parlance. And what that means is how can a vehicle know exactly where it is um, to a centimeter level? Uh, and the reason that we're starting with that is that that's a really big challenge for assisted driving uh, and for autonomy. So sort of running the gamut from, um, you know, what you would think of as level two. So systems on passenger-owned vehicles, personal-owned vehicles all the way through to you know autonomous trucks and robo-taxis and, mm-hmm. and so on. Um, the way that that works today, the way the positioning works today, absent GPR, uh, is with a constellation of things like GPS, which is notorious for its lack of reliability, the signal is blocked, mm-hmm. um, has other issues and is generally not very accurate to begin with. Um, Uh, And then you've got camera and LIDAR. So with camera, you're either looking at lane lines. That's how a lot of today's um, assisted driving systems work. Of course, that relies on clearly markings being present. Um, Or uh, with camera and also with LIDAR, you're creating a map of the world around you and then trying to track that map, Um, which of course is very challenging because you have to be able to see the trees and signs and buildings that you could originally map. There have to be trees and signs and buildings and things like that in the first place. Now with GPR, um, we're working in a domain that is perfectly suited for doing very, very robust positioning because Mm -hmm. um, what we're doing is using a radar that's underneath the vehicle uh, and you drive over a road uh, or a path and you create a map, a fingerprint of the subsurface and then you're able to track that. And that fingerprint is very, very rich in detail uh, and it's stable over years long time periods. And so you're able to do that once and then rely on that map um, for years going forward. Whereas with the typical mapping technology with LiDAR or camera, you have to constantly update the map because the surface is always changing in subtle and mm-hmm. not so subtle ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of other applications that we've developed really in response to customer demand on the back of this sort of subterranean uh, data set but positioning is really the cornerstone that we're building right now. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, and so are you able to go into um, specifically maybe how the technology works or what maybe components you're utilizing to enable it to collect the data and do everything that it needs to do?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to, um, to the degree that that I can. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, the radar itself is a totally unique design, so it's not what you might think of for a to- like a forward-facing radar that mm. you know is used for adaptive cruise control, for instance. Very different design, using uh, different frequencies um, and different location. It's underneath the vehicle, uh, and so that is basically imaging or getting reflections off of the subsurface about ten feet into the ground. So that's what that unique uh, unique fingerprint is comprised of: mm. reflections of off of things like changes in soil type, soil density, rocks, roots, concrete, asphalt, that sort of thing. Um, and so as you drive over uh, a road or, or a path, you're creating that, uh, that 3D map in effect. And then you're simply matching to that map the next time that you drive through, as you would with any other mapping technology. The benefits here is that this is sort of a built-for-purpose positioning solution where you're working again in this domain that is very well suited to doing position because it's stable over long time periods and it's rich in unique, uh, unique imagery.
1: Mm. Okay, all right. So then how um, might you go about utilizing or maybe even integrating the technology into a, like a heavy duty vehicle or a piece of off-road equipment?
2: Yeah, that, that's a great question. So, um, for those types of vehicles we package that underneath the uh the vehicle itself uh and then we use it to help guide those vehicles either in an assisted driving fashion so you can imagine like in an off-road context um uh there's sort of famously not a lot of the, the current sensors that i mentioned in lidar and camera gps really struggle in those environments because mm-hmm. there aren't features or, or, or they're changing all the time um, and so in that application, you know, you create a map, you know, let's imagine an industrial vehicle has a fixed map from point A to point B and it's traversing that uh, mm-hmm. or some small set of routes, um, you know, routinely in, in the workday. Um, with this, you're able to either make the driver's journey much less stressful by, um, uh, by automating a lot of it, or you can fully automate the truck itself, depending on what the, um, on what the environment is like. Uh, and uh, allow for much higher levels of like, utilization, for instance.
1: Mm-hmm. So the
2: truck can be running at all times.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so are there maybe specific types of um, vehicles or equipment that it is particularly suited for? Or is there maybe just, could you go into what it could be utilized in?
2: Yeah, in, in an industrial setting, um, you know, we've seen things like, um, everything from like mining vehicles, or mm. mine sites, um, heavy duty vehicles operating at oil and gas sites, for instance, mm. um, all the way through to construction sites where you're doing things not only like automating vehicle travel. But, you know more importantly, determining what's um, underneath the ground before you start digging and, uh, and that alleviates a lot of okay. you know, potential damage on equipment and tools mm. uh, where you don't know what's underneath the ground, but you end up digging and you, know, you, can, you can damage equipment pretty easily. It's a really, really big. Uh, problem. Mm. Similarly, mm. Um, you, can, you can determine underneath the ground if there's like utility pipes um, that you don't want to uh, that you don't mm. want to disturb. There's mm-hmm. um, a bunch of different, this is why I sort of talk about it as a data layer of which mm-hmm. which there are many different applications, because there is positioning, um, but you can also see, it's sort of like x-ray vision, you can see what's underneath the, the earth, um, and you can do that at very, very high scale, um, and as a result, you can determine um, before you dig, for instance, what's going, what's going on, if you're trying to map out where the utility infrastructure is, let's say a gas company or mm-hmm. uh, a company that's laying a lot of fiber, Midstream uh, pipeline company that that sort of uh, that sort of thing um, mm-hmm. you're able to tell what is underneath there and where those pipes are mm-hmm. um, you know before you without ever having to actually dig it up
1: right so is this something that could maybe be beneficial for use on underground mining equipment as well especially as they're yeah. t- looking to automate the equipment yeah, and hundred- such?
2: 100%. 100%. So, um, you know, th- this is not um, whether we're above ground or below ground, we're simply looking at what's below the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as the vehicle is traveling uh, over and close to the ground, so, you know, e. it's not a plane, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, or a drone, um, uh, you know, you're able to capture that, that subterranean signature uh, and then manipulate it for positioning or, or anything else.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so how do you, would you work together with an OEM or other component manufacturers to integrate the technology or maybe can you go into how that process kind of works? Yeah,
2: so we tend to opt to, to work with um, three main parties in the industrial setting. Mm-hmm. Um, one is the, you know, the operator. So whether it's a construction site operator, a mine operator or an industrial yard operator, mm-hmm. distribution center operator airport operator, Um, you know, uh, very oftentimes creating the the sort of spark of demand because they are trying to make their service or their product more efficient, uh, you know, better experience for their customers. Uh, uh, And then we work with the OEMs and the tier ones to actually create that on the vehicle. Um, And so the OEMs, you know, will uh, determine where it should be packaged, what the ultimate requirements are, of performance. And then we'll oftentimes work with a supplier uh, to manufacture it and uh, and package it on that vehicle.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And so maybe just kind of the last question I had is maybe how, if at all you maybe could um, see this technology further aiding current and future autonomous vehicle developments, or how might the technology itself advance or help with other future um, innovations that are coming in the industry?
2: Yeah, so we do a lot of work like with the automated freight industry. Mm. So, you know, for that application, you're looking at, um, you know, you're driving millions and millions of miles. And so you need a very, very robust, independent positioning mm. input. Um, right. And so, you know, uh, we view and the, the, uh, the freight company that we're working with you, GPR as a essential an essential input into making their business model work, giving them the level of reliability and safety that they need to actually launch a product that can be broadly adopted. The same is true uh, for like autonomous robo taxis, who have mm. now come through a lot of the kind of threshold technical challenges, mm-hmm. and are and are realizing that if they want to build a big product, they need to deliver really really reliable performance similarly like operation in in yards for instance in industrial yards really mm-hmm. challenging visual environment to mm-hmm. do positioning in very very dynamic um not a lot of things that are fixed and so we see a lot uh, a lot uh, of applications there mm-hmm. all the way through to things like forklifts you know a, a sort of sleeper huge sleeper uh, industry mm-hmm. um you know where there's a lot of automation going on mm-hmm. inside of the warehouse uh, the areas, outside areas adjacent to the warehouse. Um, and then, of course, our, our bread and butter is, uh, is for automating passenger vehicles. and really sort of mm. assisted driving uh, contacts. And so we do a lot of work there. we working with some of the biggest automakers in the world uh, on that. And that includes things like pickups and SUVs going off-road. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well, so that same same reason that it's challenging for an industrial vehicle, you know, heavy duty vehicle, right, um, to be operating in an off road context, that that remains true uh, for other vehicles that, mm-hmm. that are owned by consumers uh, mm-hmm. and going off road. Um, so there's really a wide sort of aperture, uh, you know, a broad aperture in terms of the different types of capabilities GPR can power, but it all all those kind of come back to safety and reliability mm-hmm. and autonomous features that can be used outside of the very tidy lane line where oftentimes it's when you need them the least.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Well, great. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to speak with me today and provide some insight into um, GPR's technology and how it can benefit uh, various applications.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, that's it for this edition of Digging Deeper. Thank you to Tariq Balat at GPR for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every week for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.